We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast d-day is upon us or is it who knows it's tuesday it's march 8th it's the day of the franchise tag deadline and theoretically the day aaron Rodgers is set to make his decision to the entire world as to where it is he is going to play in 2022, if at all. I guess retirement is still on the table, if you want to think of it that way, whatever. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm the host tonight. I'm Jacob Westendorf. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf. And I am joined by a couple of uh, basketball analysts, but we're going to be talking some football tonight. Ross Uglum and Jacob Morley, both of Packer Report and, of course, my partners here on the Packaday podcast. Ross... Jake, neither one of you were in Indy, but how does it feel to be at the Summit League tournament? Oh, it's always good to uh, be amongst friends watching uh, my, uh, not not really my alma mater, but our hometown state team. And uh, look, it's great. Sioux Falls is awesome. Uh, the Denny Sanford Premier Center is a sweet venue, and we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I took a math class at NDSU. Uh, there you go. Freshman year, so I'm an alum. I have credits. I've got some from credits. There. I have credits. I, they have some of my money. Yeah, they definitely they, have some of my money for sure. Uh, but it's good. Yeah, it's it is fun. A lot of good basketball being played and uh, and all that. But we're here to talk about the combine. Talk about the Green Bay Packers. D Day. I'm assuming you're talking about Decision Day. Is that right, Jacob? Yeah, I'm not sure who's deciding what, but we'll find <laughs> out if there's anything on that. Uh, I can promise you. Well, Someone's promise something. Somebody's deciding something. I can promise you. I feel pretty good about saying promise that Devonte Adams is getting the franchise tag at some point today, uh, whether that's before three o'clock, right at three o'clock, who knows, but I can feel pretty good about that being the case where things get interesting, I guess, is where the Aaron Rodgers of this all comes into play. And Rodgers has kind of hinted at this day being the deadline, but last week we were kind of assuming that he was going to be on McAfee making a decision. And then he wasn't. That didn't happen. And now it's to the point where there's reports coming out over the weekend. Ian Rappaport was saying he's legitimately torn as to what he wants to do. Charles Robinson today, it's 50-50, Green Bay or Denver. There's a lot of different 
conversation pieces that are basically all the same things. But at the same time, you know, my take on this matter at this point is it's very clear the Packers want him back. There's no question about that. But if he doesn't make his decision by today, now we're talking, what, seven days before the new league year begins? You're running out of time. And I said it before that I would make the decision for him. I wrote in January for Packer Report that I would trade him now. Packers clearly are not wanting to do that. But if he's not going to answer you and is going to hold you hostage to some degree at least, make the decision for him. Teams will line up to trade for him, (laughs) according to some people. (laughs) Well, one particular person who then subsequently got bodied by Rob Domoski, shout out Rob, that there were trade destinations already lined up for him. Um, so Jake, let me start with you here. Just what's your take on this whole situation? Are we going to get an answer today? And if you don't, then what? I I don't know, man. I, I think the pitchforks are going to be out if there's not an answer by the end of today, because the, the QB one himself said, he's not going to drag this out. He's going to give the team adequate time to make the moves that need to be made. But if he doesn't make it by tomorrow, He's a liar because they're up against it. They are up against it if he does not make up his mind by tomorrow. Um, they've got decisions to be made with Devontae with the tag. Um, they've got moves that need to be made before they can even do that. It seems like it's just a standoff and a stare down between these guys thinking, well, I'm waiting for you to do this, but I'm waiting for you to do this. And so like someone needs to do something and, Someone needs to be the adult in the room and say, this needs to happen by X time because this is a business. We are her. Uh, we are adults here. We need to start making decisions for our future. And Aaron, if, if you want to leave, if you don't know that by this point and you're still that torn, you know, maybe it is time to either retire or move on. Maybe it is time for that. And I think a lot of people are under the same mindset of, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. I don't think the Packers will operate that way. I think even if he comes out and says, I want to be traded, I want to retire, I think they will beg him to change his mind. But at this point, what's the point, right? So I think we'll get a decision tomorrow. I'm still, I, I am still team. I think he will be playing for the Packers next year. Um, and then we can do this all again next offseason. <laughs> and that seems to be the case. That Well, according to a report from Jeremy Fowler over the weekend, this isn't something Rodgers wants to be a recurring thing. Now, Ross, my question to you is having lived through the Favre of it all, number one, do you buy that? And number two, is there a point where you almost got to feel like if you are the Packers, I think Peter Bukowski made this point of this is the second year in a row of how all in – to use the phrasing, is this dude to be on this team? And how believable is that if it's going to be, you know, he's had two months since the Packers lost in the divisional round and he still hasn't theoretically made up his mind. How much can you trust that this guy is all in to win you a championship, which is exactly what you're bringing this guy back to do. If you're bringing him back, it's the idea that you're a Super Bowl team in 2022 right now. So is there a point where you feel like if you're the Packers, this guy's not, all here or do you have that fear at all i I do and i don't i mean 
I've been of the mindset and, and people are just going to say that I'm defending the QB, but like I've been of the mindset the entire time that what did he say? He said, I'm going to make a decision and it's going to, I'm not going to drag it out. And we haven't heard. I mean, he could, he could wait. He could make no decision until camp. You know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to defend him, but we're still within the original parameters of him basically knowing like, hey, this is when Green Bay needs to make decisions. Now, as Jacob said, if he doesn't do that and it does start screwing with their decision-making, the pitchforks are going to come out, and probably rightfully so. But ultimately, I'm not worried about all in this, that, whatever, until he actually does something that screws with their planning and actually does something that causes a problem. Right now, especially if he makes the announcement tomorrow, he did what he said he was going to do. He, he did what he said he was going to do. He, he took his time. He did the ridiculous cleanse thing. He, you know, uh, officiated David Bakhtiari's wedding. He did off-season things. He, you know, and ultimately, if he makes a decision and announces that decision on, you know, at some point today, today being Tuesday, technically, <laughs> uh, by the magic of podcasting here, I'm not worried about all in this, all in that. I don't care. He made his decision. If it's to come back, then, you know, he's, what are you going to, I mean, how, how, how can your play say any more all in than winning MVP both seasons? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Completely fair question and a fair response there. The only, and the point that you make is prudent that this is the time frame. Now, if it goes past this time frame, right. This was one of the problems the Packers ran into last year was they restructured Rogers contract and there wasn't much benefit to it. You know, they couldn't add a free agent at tight end receiver defensive line, you know, name your position of need. Now they added Dennis Kelly eventually. So they were able to do some stuff, but the benefit of restructuring Rogers' contract for cap space essentially turned into we have cap space, which yay, not a whole lot there. If he makes his decision now, they'll, theoretically redo his contract and they can play with that money to bring back some of their own guys. They're interested in some dudes in free agency. And let's move to that part really fast before we do the combine reports today uh, from Aaron Wilson of pro football network that the Packers are interested in Von Miller and a Ross Uglum favorite Uchenna Nuosu of the Los Angeles chargers. The only thing I'll say about that is I don't think Von Miller happens because number one, he's he connected to Denver. Seems like it. Yeah, he'll either go I, – I actually believe that. He wants to go back to Denver, and also L.A. is involved. And a lot of times when the same things are involved with L.A. and Green Bay, most people are going to choose L.A. Hello, Odell Beckham Jr., for example. But what I do like about this premise, Ross, and I'll kick to you here, is that Green Bay is clearly looking, in my estimation, once they theoretically release or trade Zedarius Smith to replace him with a veteran instead of relying on a first-round pick rookie or – Jonathan Garvin or somebody of that sort. So if I can keep you awake long enough to answer that particular question, that's my take on it is that at least they're looking for a veteran and they want a, a group of pass rushers to get after the quarterback. And it's something that they've had really ever since Brian Gutekunst took that job. Yeah. I mean, he has put hitting the quarterback at the top of the list. Um, you, you, you go and look at, you know, what, what Ted did. Well, what Ted did was always kind of caretake, the cap. And so when, you know, it became Brian's deal, he kind of did some Ted stuff for the first couple of years, as far as 
you know, made the one signing, like brought back Tremont, did the Jimmy Graham for Jordy Nelson thing, which didn't turn out great, but, you know, just kind of kept, kept doing the one thing. And then when he was able to bring in MLF, like, Oh, by the way, you've never seen a spending spree like this. And then boom, Amos Turner, Smith, Smith. And he's shown that he really does care about secondary guys and pass rushers. And so it's not surprising at all that if it, if, you know, they are able to extend Rogers and extend Adams and extend that Jair and really create some cap space, um, that, that a quarterback hitter, if you will, is high on the list. And I think Osu makes a lot of sense. I also hope, you know, Merciless is part of the, the conversation, especially if it's not for very much money. He's made a lot of money, you know, reports out of Green Bay that he loved it, um, enjoyed the winning, enjoyed the culture. You know, he's a Big Ten guy. This is Big Ten country. Um, but but that's that's ultimately, you know, I think one thing that Ted was always cool with was kind of some bum across from Clay Matthews. And I don't think Brian wants anything to do with, quote, unquote, some bum across from Rashawn Gary. I don't think he has time for that. Right. And, no, and they've and they've done a pretty good job of finding absolutely. that Robin to Batman for and that's the same with Jair Alexander. Uh Alexander's Batman, so to speak. They find Robin and Eric Stokes. And that was they tried that with Nick Perry and then eventually signed Julius Peppers, but it just took that was kind of like the Ted thing, like you said, is it just took a while, almost too long, too quite much, frankly. Too much to Eric Walden, to too much Vixo Oto, too much, you know, I mean Zombo. Frank Zombo. <laughs> yeah. Sack in the Super Bowl. He's a legend in my mind. Shout out. And Jake, uh, something on that too is that something the Packers under Gutekunst have always done, like Ross mentioned. And this is something Ted Thompson really didn't do. And one of the criticisms that was fair of him to have is they almost always under Ted would pigeonhole themselves into they say they'll take the best player available. But how the hell do you do that when you have this gaping hole at position X? You know, it doesn't matter what it was over the years with Ted. How do you do that? Whereas with Gutekunst, they'll sign guys like Tremon Williams and sign guys like the Smith brothers to where they have two first. And yeah, we can take Rashawn Gary if we love him and he falls. And we can take Darnell Savage, but we also have Adrian Amos. They kind of get themselves to a point where they fill enough of those holes to theoretically not have to force themselves and be able to take one of those guys. That's another thing I think about this. What are your thoughts on that overall strategy that Gutekunst has employed? I think that's a testament to how good he is at his job, though, too, because he has basically created, um, you know, for my money, the most talented roster in the NFL. Uh, is it Have they underachieved the last couple of years? Absolutely. But when you look at this team top to bottom, they got dudes everywhere. And that's a testament to Gutey and what he's been able to do with the resources provided to him. Um, and it's a testament to how he wants to build this team that he can go out and do that. And, um, you know, they don't have a position. They absolutely positively need to draft in this year's class. And they're going to take the best player available at the positions that they, they deem most important, which is something that we um, kind of can come to expect from this team. They're not going to take a center in the first round. Watch them take Lyndon Baum out, but uh, <laughs> but he's, he's really he's really good. So he is really good. So I, I'd, I'd be fine if I had to eat that. But um, that's just kind of a testament to how how good of a job him and the, that front office and the scouts have have done at filling out this roster. Um, and that's why Aaron Rodgers is going to be back on this team because he's going to look at that. And I think he's going to look at rosters across the NFL and say, "Dang, 
the one I'm on right now is is as good or better than any other roster out there. Yeah, and it puts I mean, it puts Denver in an impossible situation, which is why I really don't understand the like order of operations here. I mean, what Aaron Rodgers is going to come on Pat's show and say, I want to get traded to Denver. Okay. And then at that point, what are you forcing Denver to do? Because at that point, don't you ultimately basically force Denver to come to an agreement with the Packers or he retires? I mean, literally you're, you're now, okay, this is where this guy wants to play. Give us everything. (laughs) Or, or no to both of you. No to you, Denver. No to you, Aaron Rodgers. You are under contract with this football team. So I, I the order of operations thing to me is, I, I think, tough. And, and especially, like, I'll put it to you this way. If, and maybe I'm going to eat this, but if, if Rodgers is announced to go on Pat tomorrow, I'm telling you he's going back to Green Bay. I don't think there's any way he just gets on McAfee's show and demands a trade. I, I it just would blow my mind. Well, first yeah, of I all, would think uh sorry, PEMDOS is the order of operations. And two Wow nerd. There's that North Dakota State nerd. math class you were talking about. Yeah. Well, anyways, it is. And secondly, well, why would we be shocked by anything at this point with him? Like that's, I agree with you, Ross. I would be shocked, but I'm not, I wouldn't, I let me put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked that I'm shocked because just the way everything has happened, like it would be a crazy wild thing to come on the show and say, yes, I want to get traded. But the way this guy has operated the last two years, like nothing really surprises you anymore. And he kind of just does what he wants to do. And if that's what he wants to do, he's going to do it. So We'll see. It's going to be a wild, wild week. Yeah, I mean, he might, like, just do a shooter of wheatgrass and come on and talk about new beginnings. And, yeah, (laughs) I mean, you need to just We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
But this dude, who knows? And that's that's been the other thing. I know the one thing I could tell you is, like you said, Ross, if if he says Denver, then you're forcing Denver to come to an agreement with the Packers. And I had a friend of mine who's a Broncos fan say, this year's first, one of the picks for Von Miller, Jerry Judy, and next year's third. And I was like, all right, you're not even nope. – nope. they're not even in the ballpark, man. Like, right. here's the deal, guys. This has been reported by Dan Patrick. For Russell Wilson, a guy who's never, ever once received an MVP vote, the Chicago Bears offered three first-round picks and two defensive starters. That could mean Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. Like, we don't know, but that's what that could mean. This is the back-to-back reigning league MVP. It's going to cost Denver all their picks and a Jerry Judy and – for every Bunko fan that wants to tell me Patrick Sertan would never be involved in this deal, it's like, <laughs> then you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Like that's that's the way that it works. Like you want the league MVP or not? That's what I, that was my response to him when I said you, Judy Sertan three ones. Well, that's the thing is you know everybody just gets all over themselves over this Broncos roster, and I don't think it's that good. But whatever they think, you know, ultimately they've got this this great group. But if you're the Packers, you're taking back elite players who aren't making money or you're not dealing the MVP, period. So I don't know if that's – And you get all their draft capital and you get to pick nine. I mean, there's certainly the benefit. The benefits to trading Aaron Rodgers have been discussed a bunch. We've talked about that enough. Let's talk about some of the (laughs) guys. You know, and then tag and trade Devontae for a one and a three. Or a one and a Trayvon Merrig. That's the I think sure. that's the Bukowski deal that we've thrown around. But one and a player, something like that. Yeah, those are the benefits of trading that guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're sick in the head. But yeah, no. And then now you're talking five, six first round picks. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to yeah, be none crazy. Of it, and, and the thing with both Denver and Green Bay is none of it matters. If the quarterback sucks, and that's what I'm kind of saying to Denver fans. It's like, okay, if you if you don't have Rodgers, what do you have? Nothing. Right, not Drew Locke, and they're no. not going anywhere. No, that team—they've had that team the last two years. Right, Derek Carr, Pat Mahomes, and Justin Herbert are going to keep bouncing your head off the turf. Right, and the Packers are going to want—I really think they would want future first-round picks, not necessarily this year, because I think that so, is that can hedge oh, they can hedge a little bit on love. Like, well, they're not—they're going to want that number nine pick, but yes, hedging oh, no, on love no, would be no, something no, no. that. But it might I, be something where if they trade Devontae, they'll say for next year's first instead maybe. of – so that way they have three ones, and if Jordan Love stinks, they can hedge that bet. But that is probably a moot point because by the time you've watched the show, Rodgers has already said I'm back and all that good, good stuff. But who knows? We're recording on Monday night, so by the time you listen to this in the morning, you know, like it could be Tuesday morning and Rodgers has already come out and said one way or another. So – Third week in a row, boys. We are recording a podcast that could <laughs> we be, just don't have the correct day of the week. Very, very irrelevant. Very quickly. Uh, we tried to make a trade and could not come to an agreement with a bunch of different stuff on that. But let's talk about the combine, guys. That was this weekend. So Ross, Jake, just real quick, Christian Watson, go ahead. <laughs> he told that, you that boy good. <laughs> that boy fast. He can Six, jump. Four, four, three, eight. Was that his official? I believe was the number. That's. Yeah, I mean, he's that's Mars. incredible. He's from Mars. Like he's not he's not of this world. Uh, he really isn't as far as an athlete. I mean the fifth highest RAS score in wide receiver history. Pretty good. And I I actually think it's fourth. I disagree with Kent. I would not include Joe Webb because the Vikings literally took him as a quarterback. So I would not include Joe Webb. But that's that's a little nitpicky. Um ultimately, like I said, 
9.98. Uh, 11.4 broad was one of the biggest broads in like a top five broad in, since 1999. It's a good-looking um, good broad. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> terrible. 38.5-inch vert, you know, uh, for a guy who's 6'4". Uh, man, I mean, just – everything we thought he'd be. And that's, you know, what I, what I kept telling people is he, he's not a good athlete for the FCS. He's not a good athlete for North Dakota state. He's an actual freak. And that's what you saw. I mean, he is up there athletically now. I don't, cause I love Christian and he's going to be in my top 25 overall, which is me kind of continuing to, you know, kind of, kind of put my, uh, stamp on it. And, uh, but but he's not going to be a top five guy like like Julio. But athletically, he's in the Vincent Jackson, Julio Jones, Andre Johnson conversation. Yeah. He's in that. We're we're ta- that's what we're talking about as an athlete. And I'll truly be interested to see how this ends up with everything for him because I don't know. I mean, the small school stigma could hurt him, but I also live in a world where Carson Wentz and Trey Lance have gone two and three in the last, what, six years. So that could be something North Dakota State, that's a hell of a program, anything like that. Let's stick with the receivers because there were a couple guys that certainly emerged as Packer types throughout the weekend. My wide receiver one, Chris Olave, was a guy who ran a fake 4-2 and then eventually Mm -hmm. was corrected to just a really fast 4-3-9. That was one. And then uh, Morley, we're talking about Alec Pierce a little bit. And, of course, your guy, George Pickens from from Georgia. So, I guess on the receiver front, Morley, where do you think, you know, what guys separated themselves here throughout the course? Of the, I don't want to say separated, I guess. Nobody actually got better at football over the weekend. But put themselves in a conversation for the Packers maybe as soon as 28th overall. I think you start, start with George Pickens right there. I mean, I think that's his range. I think he's my wide receiver one. Um, but I, I get why he's not everyone's because, you know, he had the dominant uh, freshman year in the SEC and then he, you know, didn't take off his sophomore year and then got hurt his junior year. So I get why you might not want him there, but I just don't think he's going to fail in the NFL. So um, I think with him, it's more about are you healthy? You know, like you run a four four seven ten 10 months removed from an ACL. That's, that's freaky stuff, man. Like, that, that tells me that you're on track to be 100%, if not better, um, your rookie year as far as health goes. Um, and that's really what you wanted to know with him. So I think he just kind of confirmed what you saw on tape and then just double confirmed that, like, hey, I'm healthy. And and that's such a big deal for these guys. Um, another receiver you already mentioned um, is Alec Pierce, just the, the guy. He was on Bruce Feldman's freak list at the beginning of this year, and he went out and proved that. Um, both the guys I'm talking about, Pickens and Pierce, they're both very much Packers types, guys that can play play on the outside, can kick into the slot, and will, and will block their tails off. You know, so those are guys that I think Green Bay covets, not just because they're big and athletic, but because they're big, athletic, and are willing blockers as well. I mean, you you've seen the you've seen the George Pickens clip of him shushing Michigan sidelines. And then going, yeah, and yeah. Thank you. Carrying, you could have brought up any Hill. other clip. I love Dax. I love Dax Hill. So like, but that's what the point is. Like, Dax yeah. is a really, really good football player, and he just goes and dirt naps him, and then shushes the sidelines again. Like, give me that guy on my team. Like, give me that level of of swag on the team that, quite frankly, they haven't had since Jermichael Finley played. And that's one thing that I always really appreciated about J Mike when he was playing is. 
he gave a damn, you know, he really did. And he kind of wore those emotions on his sleeves and, and, and that can hurt you sometimes, but also that can get you going sometimes. Like so many, so many times there are guys on this offense that it is, it is business as usual. Um, but sometimes you need, you need to step outside the business suit and mix it up and get things going a little bit differently. So I really like George Pickens for that as well, just because he's a dog. And I mean, I get, I get, so is Devonte, and, and he'll do that stuff, but you can never have too many guys like that on your team. So give me George Pickens, Alec Pierce, same, same thing. Good, big athletic guy. The Jordy comps are going to be coming because they, I mean, honestly, they kind of are accurate. Um, he is, he's a deep threat. And uh, I think, I think Jordy was a little bit looser in the hips than he is, but Alec, Alec tested way better than he did. So um, those comps will come, but those are two guys that really stood out to me, you know, on top of Christian Watson and you're just talking about the wide receiver group. So um, Ross, who stood out to you from this receiver group specifically? Well, obviously Watson. And then you wanted to see, you know, Olave for me, cause I, I got kind of Devonte vibes where I saw him play and I say he's really deft with his feet. He's, um, you know, probably the best route runner in this class, at least in my opinion, I've seen the most impressive. He's kind of in my Amari Cooper, always open club. You know, he, he does not make contested catches. Why? Cause he's wide ass open. That's Don't need why. To. Yeah. So um, to see that he can really fly was impressive. Now the overall RAS didn't end up being great because, you know, his vert number wasn't great, but we haven't even seen, and it's because of a scheduling thing i was actually talking to somebody in the watson camp about how why he didn't run and just how bad the three cone and short shuttle times were coming out of this event it's a scheduling thing i mean it's at like 9 30 at night i don't even know if they've eaten a second meal no. and, and you're on like if, if you haven't been to the combine too like these guys are on their feet all day absolutely and it's a it's a stressful day too like this is this is your future this right. is your life right oh hey it's 10 o'clock go, go run this super important so, trail so you've got like an almost basically an eight flat RAS for Olave, but we, we don't have a bench number. I don't care about that. But we also don't have a three cone number and a short shuttle number. And f- from what I've seen from just the way he moves, I would guess he's going to be a pretty agile kid. I would guess he can run that sub seven, three cone. I think, I mean, just the way he gets in and out of breaks, I, I would guess that he, he can do that. Well, uh, but we don't know. We don't know that. Ultimately, though, that was a huge question answered for me. Um, it was Olave and him being able to run a four three nine. That's that's big time, man. That's faster than Devonte. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying he's going to be Devonte. I'm just saying that when you show the ability to run routes the way that he can, and you you come in and you're you're not a slot only guy because you're you're about six foot and a half inch. And, you know, he, he can play Z, I think. And that's that's an important thing. He can separate the other guy. Let me tell you, um, there, there's some dogs in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Dogs. Isaiah Weston out of northern Iowa checking in at six, three and a half, 214 pounds, running a four, four, two with 20 reps on the bench, verting 40. And his broad jump was only an inch behind C-dubs. That's that kid's a good player. Now he did not play with very good quarterbacks at Northern Iowa, um, but everyone's talking about Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa, and Trevor is going to go way ahead of Weston. But Weston was a good player and gave NDSU fits, and not a lot of players at the FCS level give NDSU fits, and he did. And um, he he full on tested like an alien in in Indianapolis. 
he's that like i think he's like a those lottery pick types like yeah take him late and you're just like man we got this raw athlete he's gonna come in and special teams for you immediately and well and everybody's giving c-dub these mvs comps and mm-hmm. they're just not the same kind of player i'd give an mvs comp yeah. to weston yeah i sure. would Sure. Yeah. Like, like with Watson, I like the MVS comp is silly to me. Cause like, can he do that stuff? Absolutely. But uh, I don't think he's going to be a one trick pony and, and not that, like, you know, and that's no shade to MVS, no. but cause that's a super, super valuable. But Marquez, skill, but. Marquez was not an elite kick returner. Marquez did not right. take jet sweeps. Marquez did not line up in the backfield. Marquez like yep. line up, you know, I mean, if NDSU really, really needed one, they just went to Christian and, 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 you know, I don't think, um, I, I believe MVS went to USF. Like it, it, people, you'd be surprised what the Vegas line would be if USF and NDSU lined up on a neutral field. The level of competition is not that different, right? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that it would be uh, something I can tell you. You guys talk about MBS. You know, you talk about this receiving core and what it could look like. And I know Packers Wire reported there was mutual interest between MBS and the Packers in a reunion, and that could be the case regardless of who the quarterback is. But looking at the speed of the receivers in this class, if they can get MBS back on the right price, awesome. If they can't, I feel pretty good about their ability to replace him. And even early, you know, they just need that guy. MBS was kind of even that guy in 2018 with the ability to take the top off of defenses in that way. Maybe they still want to bring him back. I do say either way, if they bring him back, they should be taking somebody early or late as a uh, replacement type thing, just so that if MBS were to miss time, the entire offense doesn't have to change because you just don't have that speed receiver out there. So Green Bay, I think, should have – more than one. Let's go to one last guy, and I don't mean to harp on just the receivers, but that's a pretty popular position group with our friends and listeners here. But one guy who maybe was surprisingly not testing as well as some others, I guess it depends on what your thoughts were going into the whole combine, was Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Um, yeah. yeah, Jake, any concerns starting there? Yeah, plenty. Plenty of concerns. <laughs> I, got all, I got all sorts I mean, of concerns. I like Trey. Like, don't get me wrong. Traylon is a – dog like that's like the first thing when i watched him like in my spreadsheet i just put dog because he is but like let's be clear Traylon doesn't run routes he doesn't really run a ton of routes at arkansas he's not i guess a freak athlete like we were told he is like he's a good athlete like don't get me wrong he's a good athlete for his size but he doesn't really run routes and so what does he do and my concern i guess is in you know, I've been doing this now for a few years with receivers and it's like, I don't want to have to 
think that hard about how you get open. Don't make Jake think. I don't want to think. I, I really don't. Like, I want to be able to look at you and say, like, this is how you get open. This is how you win. And I think Traylon, like, the the appeal of him is is the, the Shanny offense, right? Like, that is taken such a stranglehold of the NFL with, like, the fact that some of these receivers don't really have to run routes. Like, r- run Traylon on crossing routes all day dump it off to him in the flats, let him run a nine. Like that's his path to success in the NFL. And that's fine. And he would be a fantastic Packer. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if Traylon were the pick at 28, I would be very excited because there would be a plan for him in green Bay, but I'm just talking about him as a prospect. He might be a little bit more scheme dependent now than, than we maybe, maybe thought going into the combine because we heard, 5XL gloves. He's going to run a 4-3 at 225. I mean, he didn't do any of that stuff. And his agilities weren't, they were bad. His agilities weren't just like average. They were bad, bad. And granted, everyone's were. But even if you want to add two-tenths of a second to his three-cone, he's still in the bottom 50 percentile in that. So that's something I thought he never was going to be good at anyways. And that's fine. But if you want to tell me that someone's an alien type athlete, go Christian Watson, the combine, then don't yeah. Traylon Burks it, you know, because that does make a little bit of a difference. And the combine is about confirming what you're seeing on tape. And uh, Traylon didn't necessarily confirm it. Is he still a good football player? Is he still going to be a first round draft pick? Does he still have a super high upside? Yes, of course. But that is a guy that I think now you can maybe raise your eyebrow a little bit and say, well, Maybe he's not everything we thought he was. And two mid-round guys that made me big sad um, were Charleston Rambo and Dijin Dixon. Uh, Dijin just is a guy that I've seen play because NDSU drew Nichols State in the playoffs, um, and he was a good player. Uh, definitely gave me those next-level vibes, and I think he will ultimately make it in the NFL doing something. Uh, but you just would have liked to have seen him run better than four six two. And if you're not going to run better than four six two, I need you to vert better than thirty. Than, than 34 inches when you're only six, two and a half, you know, if he was a six, five receiver, some of this stuff would be a little bit more acceptable as to, as you know, Jake likes to say, how do you win? Uh, Charleston Rambo, man, I loved him at Oklahoma. Uh, if you would have told me three years ago that we're talking about Charleston Rambo as, you know, a fringe draftable prospect, I would have told you, you were just on all of the drugs mm. and um, you know, his performance in Indy, it was not good. Uh, bad explosive numbers, bad 40. He's not huge. He's not big. Um, none of it was, none of it was particularly good. And then honestly, the guy who I think just killed himself this weekend is David Bell. David Bell. And David that, Bell. that is too bad too because um, you, you use that word dog. Like you, you put on some Purdue film and he was a dog. It's, you, you look at some of the stuff he did uh, against Minnesota. I, I, I love that tape. There's, other games where Michigan you know, State. Yeah, where he really wills Purdue, who's not that talented of a team, like to some some good Big Ten wins. And uh, you know, really fun to go back and watch some of his older stuff and, and revisit Rondale Moore. Um, shout out. I just so, still so sad that he plays for the, the Cardinals, but um, you know, the, the, they were awesome. They're fun to watch, man. And David Bell was fun to watch, and you just cannot run a four six five when you're only six feet tall, you, you, you cannot do that. You can't have a three cone over seven. You can't have a short shuttle over four and a half. You got to jump higher than 33 inches. I mean, just all of these things that you to get a good player out of, out of a, 
a wide receiver with a two four five, uh, or excuse me, a two seven two RAS score. He has to do everything so well. Like his margin of error is so slim. He would literally be the exception that proves the rule, as opposed to, you know, being being likely to be a successful NFL player. Like there just aren't that many successful NFL players that are that unathletic. And I hope to God that I'm wrong. Like I, I hope that he's T Higgins. Mm. I, I don't think T even T was at least big, tall, right? You know, long, <laughs> right? At least he was something. Yeah, I, I, if I were David Bell, I would tell people I had the flu. I would just tell people I was sick. Like, I really would. I'm well, then even... you better go light the Purdue Pro Day and on fire. Not, no, and then I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I would at least give I would at least give NFL teams like the option reasonable to, pause the option to ignore it. <laughs> Be like maybe he was sick, <laughs> maybe because. The competitive fire of Jake Morley, everybody. Here's what I'd do. I'd lie about being sick, and then I wouldn't even do the pro day. No, no, do it, do it. Give me drive three rounds higher. I should be – he should be listening. Uh, I mean, with David Bell, though, like the combine is about confirming priors. And with David Bell, you you come I, away watching yeah. his tape and say, man, my question for him is, is he athletic? Is he athletic enough? And the answers you got at the combine, you don't like. Tell you what, I need I need Jahan Dotson to go run a better three cone time at the Penn State. Mm. Jahan Dotson, I didn't think was very good. I mean, I with him, people were talking about how he's like this electrifying player, and I just I never you, saw that. Were you him. not electrified? I was not electrified. It was not the electric factory up in my <laughs> up in my house when I watched him. Okay, he's a good player, but that just didn't I didn't see it. I think you guys, if you go back and watch this again, I want you guys to take a shot every time you hear the phrase, he's a good player. He's a good player. And, and go through that. Or he's a good player. Or some variation. That's, that's They're all good players. Like, they're playing of course. at the highest levels. And this is – it's tough, man. It's tough being Yeah, that's like, it's like that old McCarthyism, right? Like, there's great players that make other people better. There's, you yep. know, good players that have a chance to be great. And then there's good player. That was one of McCarthy's best quotes while he was here. Shout out, out of time. Being able to run. Sky Moore. Shout out Sky Moore for Dude, being able to run. This is the church of Sky Moore. We do observe. It certainly is. Okay, we're out of time, guys. We've run way over the what we're supposed to. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Check us out on uh, our Twitter page. Go to where you ever subscribe, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Hit us subscribe and like five stars. Jake, you got something you want to say about something else maybe people should do? Yeah, you guys should go check out the case or the, the Green Page Draft Guide. I was also going to say uh, – <laughs> I was also going to say, is there anything in this draft other than receivers? That's all we talked about today. I love it. Uh, no, guys, go check out the Green Bay Draft Guide. There's a flash sale right now. Use the promo code FLASH, F-L-A-S-H, and get $2 off that order. So it would be $7.99. 225 profiles, guys, write-ups, features by Jacob Westendorf and myself. Stuff you cannot get anywhere else. You can get it there. Um, you're going to love it. Check it out. Give us a chance and uh, let us know how we do. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that for that us. And hopefully this time when you're hearing it, this is not all irrelevant. He's Jake Morley. He's Ross Uglum. I'm Jacob Westerf. We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully with a decision in a new league year on its way. Have fun.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.